the more that you can get into DGC and... So this was his advice to me. Get into the, the Director's Guild. Well, just... Sh- yeah, yeah get, get in if you can. Ask the questions. But it's schmoozing and it's, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, when Tiff's already gone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like getting in a Tiff and mm-hmm. just not getting, but just going in and schmoozing and working the room, it's you must. I've been telling him that for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I know, because I know, you've, know. Worst you've done three features. Yeah, yeah. So that is arguably three times more than probably 10, than 95% of the people in that room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you tell him we made uh, two seasons of a TV show? Exactly, and oh, my comment to him yeah. is that the DGC, to get into the DGC, mm-hmm. there'll be a set amount of things you have to have of broadcast broadcasting. So Broadcast minutes. Broadcast mm. minutes. So if, if the Bell stuff counts towards broadcast minutes, minutes I, might, I might be eligible. Yep. But it does cost a lot of money yep. to get into the it's union. It's probably 700 like, bucks a year. No, it's probably 10 grand just to join. To the DGC? Probably. Mate, oh, what, the camera unit to join is like an operator or like DP in the camera unit, seven grand. Mm. But I mean, and then you've got these these the features. So guys, okay, hello, sorry. Okay. and welcome to First Frames First Episode seventy three. Luke Barlow is back. He's taking us to film school right now. Now we had to stop him. We were having an in depth conversa- conversation about the film industry and about what we should be doing um, to move things forward for us. And you know what? It wasn't going to stop anytime soon. So we had to get the podcast going. Who are we? Nobody's. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. That's right. Luke, how's your stay been here in Ontario with your old buddy, AD? It's been fantastic. Love the weather and... <laughs> Be pretty rainy, it's rainy, cold, bit of shitty. snow. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's been great. Yeah, the best thing about it was spending four days just talking movies with you. Yeah, yeah. it was good. And I got NJ, 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 sporadically. <laughs> no, I was gonna uh, mention the rugby. Oh, oh, the rugby. Yeah, the rugby world cup. Come on, yeah. Four a.m. We all got up yeah. at five a.m. and watched the rugby. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I had an epiphany about another movie I was gonna t- talk to you uh, about. But one of my oh, Parasite would be always be up there on one of my. Uh, so, my, and you uh, this is what I want to mention. Parasite. Yeah, yeah. This it, is what I, I wanted to say. I watched it. Yeah. It's incredible. Really, it is like it's not often that you watch a movie where you're like, "This is awesome." I have watched a movie that is just a, a good, like a fantastic film. Now, Parasite is in theaters right now when we're making this podcast. Oh, it is? Correct. Potentially. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Fair enough, because that's fine. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. No judgment here. No judgment. Luke, uh, I'm just saying that oh, it's this guy did not go to the theater to see it. I'm telling you that right now. No. Okay, so I've had it for at least six weeks. Jeez. Yeah. It. Let me tell but, you something. But this is the, so that was a bit sneaky. But the only thing I wanted to say was, I when you mentioned it, and I was scrolling through to see what we were. I was going to take my dad to see. We ended up seeing Terminator. New Terminator. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Anyways, 
Uh, How was it? Well, I don't think I'd go see it again right away. <laughs> okay. bag, I liked bag, it. Some people said it wasn't bad, but it's just tanked. It's you know what? It wasn't hot. bad. Yeah, it, it flopped on the week, yeah. on opening weekend. It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. And you know what? It was pretty fun. The new Terminator was really cool. Like, some Ooh. of the battles were pretty fucking dope. The one thing I'll say is that the decision... I don't know whose decision it was, but I'm assuming James Cameron. The decision that he made to basically wipe out everything after Terminator 2 was awesome. Oh. So he so made Terminator from, 2. And then he was like, and Terminator 3 happens directly after. Well, Terminator 3 happens, then 4, and then 5. Like, all the other Terminators happen, right? He did something in this Terminator, Dark Fate... That wipes out everything after Terminator Two. Like everything's not canon after. It didn't Correct. Much. Nothing. It didn't happen. Yeah. It was. It was because like a, we're dealing it was with like a dream loop. guys. We're no, but we're dealing with time travel. Yeah. So it was like a time travel loop that got canceled. Yeah. Correct. Very good. Mm. Can I spoil it? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm never. Spoiler say. alerts. Every other movie is about John Connor. Oh goodness! At the so beginning John, of this so, movie, John, they killed John Connor as a kid. Okay. Like you remember in T two, he was kind of like, what was that kid's name? Uh, kind of the hair Ed, and the Edward, skateboard. Edward. Yes. Uh, Furlong. 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 He, uh, they kill him. <laughs> like minutes Done. after he, they save the world or whatever, and then they they move on with life. So you've got, you've got Sarah Connor getting old. You've got new, you know, Skynet is gone. Right. Skynet does never happens, but someone makes a new. AI called Legion that takes over and and you know they're like fucking and Arnie just stays around. So what happens was, uh, spoilers again, everyone. Because um, he looks old. When they sent, <laughs> when they sent uh, the Terminator to to protect John Connor in T two Arnold, right? Yeah. What you find out is they sent seven Terminators. So he wasn't the only one, mm-hmm. and. The other Arnold Terminator kills John Connor minutes after T2 is over. And then that Terminator that killed John Connor gets old, right? So Skynet's gone. Now he has nothing to connect to. So he's like, I didn't ever have a job to do after that. So I, I just, just did things. Died. And one day I protected a lady. And like I learned to like love Mm-hmm. As much as I can, and he he's he's totally self aware. He's like, I can't really love, but I like these guys. You know, I protect them, and I live in the woods with a cool family. Cool. You know? Okay. Well, it doesn't. And then know, he starts I mean, to he starts to give Sarah Connor intel secretly about the new Terminators that are coming. Anyways, it was pretty good, but I didn't get out of it going like, oh, I would go see that again. I've already seen Joker three times. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, man. Anywho, my point of this story was I was searching to see what we were going to look at, and I saw Parasite in the theaters, and I was like, oh, Luke was just talking about that. I clicked on it, and I was like, ugh, this doesn't look like anything I would like. (laughs) Yeah, do you know what? And I got to say, just read a book by its cover. Yeah, watching this very excellent film, it nearly lost me. Mm -hmm. It nearly lost me about the, the first third. By the first third, I was like, whew, all right. And then you go down the rabbit hole. 
and you mm. just are like. <sighs> so if it was a TV show, you wouldn't have finished it. For sure. Yeah. You would have got two episodes in. You would have been like, I'm hearing. Have you guys heard that but Watchmen is getting shit reviews? Oh, really? it is. The I new Watchmen that, HBO. I saw it got even half disc reviews. Is it tanked, is it? Yeah. People, are, people are like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, I really should look into that. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen's almost a, like a, I don't want to say it's cursed, but like the movie didn't do so well. Did it not? I didn't mind the movie. No, yeah. the movie was not bad. I didn't think it did well though. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, the movie was not bad. But like, um, and another TV show. I don't know why. Watch Snyder, right? Yeah. And I don't know why Watchmen can't like sort of just explode because, like, as I understand it, the 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 graphic novels one of the cornerstone graphic novels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like. I don't know. Life. Graphic novels. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, And you just don't understand why it doesn't have it's a like bigger Alan splash. Alan Moore is like the famous guy. He made V for Vendetta and Watchmen. Mm. Yeah. Those two. <laughs> Those two. Well, Probably some other ones. Uh, Superman. I mean, it could go the same, round, the same route as I just heard, read that. So they just made The Equalizer, right? Which is a remake of a show. Then Denzel Washington the movies, which I think did pretty well. The first one was awesome. Yeah. The yeah. second so, one was... I didn't. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah. not as awesome. So they just greenlit. CBS just greenlit a series for Equalizer, mm-hmm. but instead of Denzel Washington, it's uh, like Queen Latifah. It's awesome. A, it's a woman. It's a woman. That's great. Awesome. And I'm like, it's not gonna work. Uh, Sorry, Queen Latifah. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You gotta. You gotta give it a chance. I mean, it's all in the execution. Come on. Yeah. Like, but it's know. just like, oh. That that to me is political, 100%. like studio, one hundred percent. Just kind of. Uh, well, I'll tell it you, it needs to be a black woman. Well, the Equalizer was yeah. originally a TV show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's but so the, the, have you seen the preview for the new Charlie's Angels? Yep. So I want to hate it, okay? Because I loved. The original. Oh, not uh, the no, original. I loved the Lucy Liu yeah, and uh, that was Cameron yeah. Diaz. Oh, yeah. they were so adorable and so corny and so garbage. Was it yeah. McGee or something did that? Or? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know, Elizabeth Banks directed this one. Well, I'm going to say I wanted to hate it. And I want to hate. I really do. Kristen Stewart. I, I really want to hate Kristen Stewart. But I will say... Man, I love Kristen Stewart. She's sassy. And she's, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's hot. She's done some great films. That... Uh, the one where she seals Saint Marie or Cloud. Okay, I haven't seen this that. one where she's this assistant to this Julia Binoche and this French film star, and it's it's a great little dark little film. And she's done some good. She stuff. was in American Ultra, and I fucking loved that movie. Oh. So just in case you wonder, like, what kind of movies I like, <laughs> Zombieland, American Ultra, Kingsman, it's my jam. Popcorn. Yeah. One hundred percent. Love Cinema. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything really. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he's Almost. a lover of just about, just about just about everything. Like if you're gonna get on Jay's bad side with a movie, <laughs> you gotta you gotta suck the you big to, one. You have to dig real. Yeah, he'll he'll find. Something I will get redeemable. mad. I'll get really he, mad about he, stuff. He'll find <laughs> he'll find something redeemable about a movie in just about any movie. He'll be like, you know, well, that's the thing. Hey, that's the should... thing about this Terminator. Yeah. It was rough, but. You know how the you know how in T two the Terminator is like that silver guy. Yeah. Well, in this it's kind of the same, right? He's got this black spoiler alert. He's got this black goo, goo, uh, goo that he can turn into whatever. 
but he's also got a skeleton, mm-hmm. okay? And he can, like, his goo side off, and, like, his skeleton can keep doing shit, and he can go do the other thing, and then they merge back together. It's awesome. That's like, cool. the, the Terminator is fucking cool. Oh. He's, like, fighting this, this bunch of army dudes, and they're all over him, and then he starts doing, like, a porcupine move, like, killing all these guys like he's in the Matrix. Oh. I'm just saying. Wow. I wouldn't okay. go see it again. But, but it was, that pretty, was, great. Amazing. That was yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. It was uh, cool. I it was am, worth it. I am curious to know what they're going to do with the Matrix mm. and carrying on with the Matrix. Mm. I think it's going to be. Uh, I mean, listen. Jason the, the Wachowski. Did you know that? Hey? Jason Momoa is going to be in it. I love that guy. Is he really? Oh. I, I, I like him. You don't like him? Oh, he's so God. too handsome. Come on. No. He's, like, he's done all these shows. It's the same thing. Oh, okay, okay. That's true. Okay. Yeah, it's Jason Momoa. I mean, people love Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what character are you playing? I play Jason Momoa. Uh, I guess I guess we'll cast you in a Jason Momoa film. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, anyway, I'm just curious to see where the they, what they're going to do. are going to get something out of them. Listen, I'm just something curious. Something deep. I'm just curious Either what, that or they're what gonna they're going to do with it. I'm really excited for it. I want to see it. What are they going to put in him? They don't got nothing. It's true anymore. Anymore, like they're the Wachowski siblings. So, so I'm just I'm just really interested to see what they're gonna do because it's since the Matrix. I don't know. It's been like a yeah. They did that. Uh, the, 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 the the boy racer. What was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was great. Speed, Speed racer. racer. Speed racer. That was yeah, that was the, good. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Also good. Yeah, it's been good. I haven't uh, seen it yet. It's oh, kind of, it's it's, it's it's it, it apparently it's meant to be really good. Watching it like now five years later, ten years later, yeah. it's it's it is good. Okay, I'll give the it thing, another shot. Yeah. I didn't enjoy Sense Eight. Yeah, I stopped. I, I tried I to really get it. People, people in Vancouver raved about it, and I tried to get into it, and I felt there was like there were some interesting parts to it, but yeah, I went off the deep end. It was a little either like I don't know. It's just had this kind of liberal agenda to it. Social yeah, justice. Yeah, it was Yeah, preachy social yeah. justice, liberal agenda, really. Like, and I'm like. Oh, so, yeah, yeah rub it the wrong way. But. Yeah, and uh, there was always, don't forget Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, I like that too. And people hated it. It, it wasn't yeah. bad. It was a little... I did not like it's it. It's a little commercial, like... Yeah. yeah. Did anyway. they do that? Yeah. yeah. It anyway. had that guy that I like from... Uh, it had Les a lot. Mis. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a lot of, it had a lot of great... He cars. played like... Uh, he played... Um, what's his name? Uh uh, he played um, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theory oh, of Everything. The red-headed like oh, yeah, there you go. Eddie, Red, Eddie Redmayne. Excellent, excellent yes. memory. Yes. I don't even I know remember if you're his name, correct. But lady in the lady in the red dress, whatever he plays that one. Yeah. Yes, he's excellent. Okay, now listen, we're getting off topic here because oh, we want what we want, what we're here to talk about today in this episode. Is Luke's aspirations and dreams? Is Luke's aspirations and dreams? Now we and know that he, we know that he's a professional, super professional, ultra professional, mega professional focus puller, and first AC and leader of the camera department. Yeah, I think last in terms I think of last logistics, time we were talking about a deal that you're working on yeah. while you're here. Yes. But we want to know where do you want to go? What do you want to do? <sighs> where do you want to land? It's a, it's, a, it's a deep dark question. <laughs> And while he thinks about it, let me tell you a joke. 
No, I'm kidding. Okay. You have to answer An Australian, right <laughs> a South African, and a Canadian walk into a bar. Yeah. yeah. And drink beers. That's it. Drink beer. Because they're all really good at drinking beers. Yeah. Uh, where do I want to go? Um, I have various tears. Tears of success, I think. Like you know. crying tears? No, like sense? tears. Like, eh, if this doesn't work, I guess I'll do this. And if that doesn't work, well, I guess I'll do this. And, then, okay. and there's varying levels of happiness and ego on my success career where yeah. it goes. I mean, ideally, say five years, we both know I'm trying, uh, I'm writing this film right now and I'm being in development on a couple of other features. As a producer. As a producer. And uh, so the plan is by the end of this year, so not too long from now, to have two of those feature scripts relatively locked up. Um, the director, well, the director of one wants to shoot next year. So, you know, I would, in all, you know, no, nothing major drama. I would say by the end of, like, mid next year or end of next year, I would have two completed features as a producer. Now, and I think we'll just go shoot them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to go through funding bodies or anything like that. Now, you both know what it's like to just have a DVD. Here's my film. Someone <laughs> yeah. give me money. We do. Uh, uh, let me tell you. Let me, and let me it's tell not you, a DVD. Let me tell you a joke. Anymore, let me, <laughs> let me tell you a joke. People are like, I mean, I don't even have a DVD player. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how am I supposed to watch your movie? Do you know what? Do you know what? We we actually said, hey guys, we were at a, we were at we were filming in, at a an interview for the for the TV show and we were like hey guys we got we got DVDs for season one and some asshole from the back of the room pops up you got VHS tapes too <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> that's hilarious if you would buy one we would make one yeah yeah if you would buy it we'll make it well that's, that's right. what I mean so at the end of next year I would have to have two of those films done um, and then uh, looking down the arduous road of uh Promotion, and promotion, distribution. and distribution. Um, Excellent. Granted, yeah, I with the writers and directors attached to one to the one of the films. There's a, they have management and agents. So there's a there's a relatively some ends, eh? there's some ends, and there's the genre to be more of a psychological horror. So there's some inroads, and I have some other contacts to things like Bloomhouse, and it's a very genre niche genre. So there's. A little more leeway for maybe some pre-sales, or or just a sale in general. After there's some pretty, um, even just packaging through like Bloomhouse or something. Like you might mm-hmm. get something, you might get a licensing sometime because they know they can sell it. Right. So there's a little more, um, you know, knowing what you can, knowing the film and knowing where to pitch and where to market it, is part of the key yeah. moving forward. You're hoping that you can get a little check. Before they check. take the movie, yeah, mm-hmm. but really, I mean, what if are you doing take... it for? I'm doing it for the money, so yeah. which I'm not doing it for the art, I'm doing it for the money. So, if I, yeah, so if they offer you a small check, you're like, take it, yep, take it and go, mm-hmm. take it and go. Um, but I'll take a bigger check, and I guess I have always said I'm going to be a producer. Uh, and I kept telling myself I'm going to be a producer so I can make more money. Mm-hmm. But in working in TV, 
and working with multiple, you know, hundreds of directors over my time, I kind of keep thinking that maybe I could direct. But for the short term, I don't mind being a producer and getting mm-hmm. in the game. And mm-hmm. like Matt Vaughan, who directs uh, Kingsman and directed Kick-Ass, he was Guy Ritchie's producer and was a producer of all those films. So I don't mind producing to do the hard yards, to do the work, to build the networks, to do the content. And then one day, maybe I'll throw myself a bone and I'll direct something. Creative sign. And I'll direct something. So, you know, 10-year goal, I I would like to think that. But again, then I'm a white male. And so who knows where the industry and the world will be then. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's the reality of that. (laughs) White men in the film industry or, you know, in charge of the film industry or a kind of dying breed. So it's... Uh-oh. Well, yeah, not really. It's a good really, thing I'm not white. It's true. What are you? This is just audio, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's... um, that That's... <laughs> like, there's a big... No fa- video this week. <laughs> no video this week. Like, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a big Facebook rant going on, on on my feed right now from a local... um. Uh, or local, local to me, BC, a uh, cinematographer, cam- been a camera operator, been a cinematographer. I actually worked with him on a movie. Yes. No names. And so he's a very charismatic the really man. Cool, dude. C- cool, charismatic man. Cast love him. You know, he knows. Everybody loves everyone him. Everyone loves him. He knows, ca- he no knows cast. He knows man. camera. He's technical. And a producer came up to him last week and said, hey, you know. You're so good with camera and you're so good with the cast. Like, you'd be a really great director. This was a producer. And he said, yeah, well, actually, I just made uh, the short film. We've won a few awards. Uh, have you seen it? She's like, yeah, I have. And he's like, well, you know, maybe I could, um, you know, would, would you be interested in throwing me a little, you know, MOW to direct? And she laughed at him and said, <laughs> no, you don't have a vagina. Uh, that was it. That's the answer. That's the answer. Y- y- I yeah. mean... That's a, yeah. Arguably, uh, what well, he says true story, and so that's the thing is that it's it's nowadays it's as a white male it's hard. Look, and people complain like, uh, the social justice warriors are like, well, so we've had it. White men have had it for so long. Like, what's the problem? That's not the problem. The problem is getting picked for a job for your sex and not the skill, or or like not the right person's job or the skill. Now. I mean that both ways. Like, if you're male and you haven't got the skill in the job, you get the job, that's shit. If you're female and you don't have the skill or the ability and you get the job, that's shit too. It's not about the sex or the gender or whatever you call It's about the ability and the skill. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that be the bottom line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess, Unfortunately, I guess, it's not. I guess the... I guess in the era of tilting the the, the tables a little... Or uh, or the scales rather, it's more that there's lots of people that have the skill and they want to try to find. Yeah, yeah, so, but there's not like. So the thing it, is that the thing is that it, it's been. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say why. Now, the, it's just been tilted towards the male side of things sure. for so so long. Sure. That the people applying for the jobs it's are all saturated are all males because it's because it's sure full of males. I totally understand. And you're right. You're absolutely right. But the thing is, all things being equal, then the female will get the job. The male, for for this guy to get the job, he can't just be a guy and get 
He can't just be a normal guy. Yeah, he has to have something special. But he's not. But that's that's, the that's thing. his point. He's that's not his a normal point. guy. He is. He's special. not. He's a man that has had over twenty five years of on set experience, working mm-hmm. as operator, knows the edit, directed his own short films. Yeah. I have a funny cinematographer. Feeling. That, that, that I have that, a funny feeling though. He's ranting because he just got turned down for a job by um, essentially a sexist. I don't right? think it was, it's not. It's not. It's not necessarily hurt that producer's job. It comes from the studio down. Yeah. So it, it still comes from the studio down. They have to. They well, just but, do what they. Uh, like themselves. I hear what you're saying. They have accept to- that. Not every director of every MOW and every film that's going on right now by a studio is being directed by a woman. No. So the thing is, is that she she's just like I'm looking for women right now, and the studio I just did is this the, stu- job. the studio yes. is greenlighting women. Yes. What what'd be interesting? He okay. could probably get a job. Okay, so okay, so just anecdotally, just, yes. well, not anecdotally, but just hypothetically, if you got all the film schools. Across all the world, yeah, okay, and then did a poll of male to female across all the film schools. What do you think the percentage of male to females going to film school would be? Yeah, eighty-five to fifteen. Okay, okay. Which so, one? Eighty-five percent male. Okay. okay, so therefore, just you know, on speculation because, alone, yeah, speculation alone, could you not say that? Well, if there's eighty-five percent of males are going to film schools and want to pursue film therefore are interested in film and therefore working towards film, then maybe there's 85% of males in the film industry? Yes. I, I mean, I'm just spitballing, that, spitballing logic and here. I would, I would still say that 85% of films being made this year are being directed by men. Sure. You're probably right. But the to try and skew that back to 50-50... Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. people coming through, it's eighty five. I'll now, give I'll give you seventy five twenty five. Okay. Or but but. Do you but, see what I'm saying? But, but would is, women be interested in a field where they haven't had a lot of success? Yeah, in but the that future? doesn't. But that doesn't matter. In the past. But that's that's the point. Is that they are making that point irrelevant? So so it doesn't what, what matter. Luke They're saying, saying, well, what Luke that, is saying that doesn't matter that, where they want to. Matters that we should be getting fifty percent, irregardless. Irregardless uh, is not a word. But regardless of the percentage, but regardless of, of the percentage, and regardless of whether they want to, they shoot at fifty percent, and uh, that's like okay, what? Okay, I that understand. Mean, that means there need to be seventy five percent of women going to the film schools. That maybe twenty five of them don't want to be directors, so then it makes fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? I mean, look, I'm all for it, and if you're a great female director, and I'm looking for a female director, and I think that's great. In my so, experience, so I, have, uh, I have a question for you. Get ready. Am I serious? Why are you looking? Why directors? are you looking for a female director? Because why I'm are you not the... just? Why are you not just looking for an awesome director? And then whoever happens to show up to be an awesome director is the person you hire. Because I'm playing the game, and okay. having a female director so, will get me. Okay, will get it funded. Okay, so then here's the thing: if if if, if we play the, the game, game, then yeah. we cannot be mad when everybody plays the game. No, I'm not mad. I, oh, I'm not involved. Mad. I'm not involved in the fa- Well, I mean, I chipped in on the Facebook rant, but I, I'm not <laughs> Which, mad. Which, I'm just saying, like... I understand. No. Which, not- incidentally, I think was a mistake. Oh, Which yeah. Thing? To chip in? Y- no. Y- you can chip in. Just, I mean, 
keep your distance, but like oh, yeah, gentlemen should mis- not have posted the conversation on his Facebook from page. Buddy. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah he 100%. has the experience. he has the experience to and it, three years ago he would have gotten that job. Yeah. Three years ago I he just, would have got the job. But just but also he's also a South American Jew. And so he's like, okay, so I'm a minority. I'm just not the right minority right now. Yes. And so, th- and so that's the now thing. The is that the thing, flavor yeah. of the it's a flavor of the month thing, and what a sure, SJW sure. of the time is pushing yeah, what agenda. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's. I think that's what was frustrating to him is that we three years white ago, men have had a lot of the months, and now it's someone else's turn. Uh, again, I it's <laughs> I think that's I think that's the. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I agree, but it's it, hard. It's hard to like go on a rant in the industry that you're in. Yeah, with the all the people that are around us right now. And yeah, no. Okay. So then you say, as a as a producer, why are you hitching your wagon to uh, a white male? Stupid <laughs> stupidity. Honestly, it's because you want to know nice why, man. You want to know why? Is because I. I'm an idiot. So we're all idiots. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. No, listen. <laughs> What's the big deal? Wait. No, to me, to me, it's not about... I would love to... I mean, on the last show that we did... They're we looking had... for female directors. Yeah. What's the big deal? It's not a big no, deal. It's not a it's big great. deal. They got to do it. Let them do it. Let them look for what, you know, female directors. Let them do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. Don't get uptight about it. Make your own. Make it. Make your own. It does get boring working with white dudes all the time. We are hungry for diversity in our region. In this region. Oh, oh yeah. We would love a bit of color. We're very white. Our our everyone that all the castings that we have are super super duper white. Mm. Yeah. All it the pe- all the people we know are super duper duper white. And I mean, we would like, love some even diversity. like my wife, um, for shifted. Um, Mm. Hey Steve, we had a little color, yeah, but not but not really. Just for not one really. of our monsters, yeah, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. most of our main cast were were white folks, and it's and the movie's great. To, we try to keep things local, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but, not but pay what, some guy to come in. Well, no, we and we we did. Well, okay. We we All got right. some we got some folks from Toronto, and they were amazing. But and we had we actually had people apply. Um. I feel like I feel like an asshole for saying this, but we had some people apply uh, to be part of the movie that were not white. But you're watching like audition tapes, and you're mm. like, oh. Oh. Mm. so you're like, kind of like it, we, we oh. just, performance. We just went on performance based on performance. Yeah, which you have to do. Well, to mm. degree, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean. As a director, I mean, yeah. As a director, you want performance. We do want performance. And that's the thing. We made this little horror movie, and we're working through it. But man, some of the scenes are great. <laughs> like, some of the performances are so good. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot wait for people to see it mm-hmm. because, uh, yeah, it's some of it is pretty dope. I'm excited to see it. It's yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's yeah, a fun yeah. movie. Well, yeah. I don't know about fun. 
I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to finish it. I really am excited to finish it. <laughs> for real. Yeah, he is for sure. Yeah. How long has been since concept of script Oof. to now? Yeah, two and a half years. Oh. No, 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 no. Concept? No. Oh. It was uh, when did we, we first started shooting in uh, February of last year. Mm-hmm. And so, so we that's wrote like the script. Eight months right now. Like three weeks before. Mm-hmm. But full, so that, okay, so 80 months, so almost two years, say. On a three yeah. Week, so say yeah. 20 two months. Two years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah, probably be, it, it'll probably be two years mm-hmm. from start to finish. Terrible. Terrible. Twice, we were, the, twice the we were freaking out when be. Luke was like, and then you could do these movies. These you movies. Do six, the, you could do six in four months. Six movies. Yeah, <laughs> six movies in six months. I was like, what? Is that even possible? Yeah. Well, it's possible guys. if it's possible if you're getting paid. though, remember? Yeah, and yeah. and there's you're more than two, there's more than full time. It's not just me. And there's yeah. more no, than you've two got an assistant editor and an editor and your colorist, and you just you put you put the production office down here. Rent some heap of computers. You put it down here and you pound out. Three MOWs. Six MOWs. How many? Nine MOWs. Five. Start of five. <laughs> start of five. Calm down. Yeah, I start of five. Three-week shoot. You go month prep. Mm-hmm. And then you would have a second team running. Start prepping while you're shooting the first team. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to call Luke. If, if that if that deal goes through, we're going to have to call Luke to come and help us and then move the teams end, around. Yeah, but then at the end of the... So five, Looks like three fine, weeks, but let me tell you something. Same month, that's five cheap. months. Yeah. Five months, six months, you'll have all that footage, and then you just spend another six, three months cutting it together. Oh, uh, so it really is, the editing happens just later. Well, you, no, you could get the editors going. Yeah. Yeah. You get you them could, going while it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're assembling, they're doing it. So maybe your back end, you know, you shut the company down, you you know, you tie up the payroll, tie up all the clearances. By the end, you bring another, you know, three months wrap out. Maybe not much. Two months wrap out at the end, so two months. And then you can't. Like and then and then what seven, do you? Then what yeah, do you do? You, then you take a little holiday before you before no, you come you back never and start. Start. do it again. No, then they ask you. They say, "Hey, we're gonna we have a licensing for another seven. Do you want to do seven? And you're, you're like, like, "Sure, sure." And then you go back yeah. one. You see, I was like, "Sure." You were like, "Sure." Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. Because, thing. because this once is the exactly, thing that you, because this it's is remember, the thing you talked about about the guys that never stop. Because yeah. if you remember, it's executive producer who's. Just going, who's setting the deal up? He's like, "Can you guys handle another seven? You're like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Okay, great," because he know he's getting quarter meal off every movie. Yeah, so he just, just he just made them... the phone call and he maybe swans a set and gets catering a couple of times. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, it looks good, guys." And then he goes back to where he's his, uh, his office, his downtown Toronto condo, and he's oh, making man. quarter million off the top of every movie. So he's a happy dude. He's a happy dude. So who's Can't the smart, wait to... Who's the smart guy? Yeah, that guy. Can't wait to be there. Yeah, I can't wait for you to be yeah. there too. Come on, but listen, when you get to the top, you fucking help a brother out. Help a brother out, or sister, or whatever. Of any, uh, yeah, of age any persuasion or I'll any help, persuasion, I'll help anyone out. Okay, listen, but because it's a complicated first, world out help there. Some white guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these two white guys. <laughs> help, well, I got you two, and I got this guy, and I got that guy. Then I know, I got that fine. Guy. We're gonna, we're gonna just do and it. And there's one yeah. girl. Oh, there is? Oh. Okay, you help her first. Help her first. That's called chivalry. <laughs> um, okay, so this was a very sticky episode of First Frames First. And thank it you was. so much for joining us. And so now we know Luke has dreams and aspirations of the highest kind. Highest kind. And this is important. I think it's really important for your life, 
for happiness is yeah. progress. It's you got to keep moving towards the thing. It's important not to get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've been stuck. But it's about aiming high. If you don't hit there, you come down a bit. But ambition, ambition, you know, women love ambition. Women, People are drawn to it, the ambition, the, the, the positiveness. Mm-hmm. That's important too. It is. Don't Stay be fabulous. Uh, listen, not for nothing, but since we have you. Drop us with uh, another sexy story from Hollywood. Hollywood North. Sexy Hollywood stories with Luke Barlow. Um, That's the name of a show. Let me tell you something. We're fucking changing the name of this. Sexy (laughs) Hollywood stories with Luke Um, Barlow. Does it have to be sexy or just a random story? Just a random random. story. All right. So I did a great little film a couple of years ago called The Perfection, uh, directed by Richard Shepard, who did... uh, um, a movie called Dom Hemingway. If you see the Dom Hemingway, the is o- that with Jude Law? Yeah. Okay. So the opening scene is this uh, one monologue of Jude Law, and he's kind of he's like like a, like Jesus on the crucifix. He's kind of perched and he's kind of holding on. He's this big monologue, and he's talking about his uh, manhood in uh, graphic detail. And he has one line that says. You know, my cock, it's a Renoir. It should hang in the lot in the Louvre. It's so good. And this, this is kind of line that goes on. Anyway, so we're on this movie with this director, Richard oh, Shepard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember the and opening so, to this film. Yeah, and so yeah. we were doing, and I knew he was, and I'd research, and I'd love that, that monologue. And so we're doing a shot, and he came over like, Luke, how was it? I was like, sir, it was a Renoir. <laughs> 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 I was say, a Renoir, a work of art. And he, and he, Let me uh, tell you something. He laughed. And he, Kindergarten yeah. kids draw pictures of my cock, and their parents put them on their refrigerators. Yeah, it was like that. that anyway, it? no, oh, no, no, that was, it's I not. But it, it, he, la- he laughed. Thank you. Uh, on set, he's like, "Yeah, that was good. That was pretty funny." And I'm like, <laughs> "I like that movie." Uh, so that's, I'm sorry. That, no, Al- cool. that Alison Williams in it. It's about uh, these cello prodigies, and it's a. It's a very deep, dark, kind of three movies in one of a mm. psychological thriller horror. Mm. It's good. Mostly one camera, very cam. Nice. Very cam pure um, with Cook I-5s and we went to Cook Anamorphics on mm-hmm. uh, for a certain section. So just tell me, the, just, just give me a quick, quickly before we say goodbye, the difference between a regular lens and an anamorphic lens. Okay. Really? All right. Just hit me quickly. Okay, spherical, regular lens or spherical is a. The we look down the front of it, it looks round. So ninety percent of ninety five percent of lenses are spherical. Anamorphic has a convex curved front element or rear element, but generally front element, and was designed for back in the day of shooting film when they shot the westerns. The film was originally shot on a 4x3 negative, like your old TVs. The old CRTVs were 4x3. And so when they wanted to do the westerns and they wanted to do a wide aspect... The side of the film was used for sound. Well, that's way, way back. Well, yes, but they want to do wide aspects. So when mm-hmm. back in your TV... The whole piece of film. Back in the... When you... So when you look at your TV, it looked... Landscape and what they would do, they would call letterbox. So they would put a black bar on the top of the bottom 
of the film. So when you watch it on your 4x3 TV, it was black and then it had the, the widescreen film in the middle and then yep. black on the bottom. Now, what when shooting spherically on a regular lens and you wanted to shoot that wide aspect ratio, the camera was filming in 4x3. And so they were wasting almost mm. like a third of the film stock. <laughs> a third of the film stock because they're just going to black bar it. And so... so you were still filming in 4x3. That was, that that's just, okay. Yeah, it's... Yeah. A, it, that's okay. Finish up. So they just film in 4x3 and then they cut it later. And so what they designed was a way that you could... You could capture an image that the lens would... Uh, uh, stretch out and you'd film it widescreen but then it would squish the image through that lens onto the 4x3 Ah. the 4x3 square negative the caveat being that you would have to broadcast it back anamorphically to de-squeeze it Mm -hmm. when you projected it right but therefore you could use more you were getting more bang for your buck on the film. And so why would you use it today? Anamorphic lenses give a certain characteristics of um, the the outsides of the edges kind of fall off into soft focus very quickly. Mm. Um, it gives the J.J. Abrams effect of that white, uh, bluey white flash across the screen when lights mm. flash Optical the lens. Flares, Optical flares. It also... It adds a um, a wider kind of field of view mm-hmm. to the camera, so you can be wider and cl- closer to an element, be be wider, uh, and it uh, not much else. But it's in digital world, it's just a button click to change it. But it just it, it's it's more complicated for focus. Mm-hmm. It's more complicated on. Um, but it's a stylistic choice. Is the idea? It's generally stylistic. Yeah. And if a film is, um, yeah, it's stylistic, I, I don't know. It, it can make things more difficult because uh, the lenses are more, the lenses can be just in their design are more complicated. Therefore, they are not as fast as in stop, it's called. So therefore, you need more light to shoot with them. And also, they because of the, the convex curve of the glass, the focus, the minimum focus different, di- the minimum focus distance is uh, far away. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't shoot anything close up. You can't think in close. Oh, so, yeah, so there's just certain technical aspects which make it a little difficult. But paying the film, it's a stylistic choice. One hundred percent. Thank you for that. That was an incredible piece of information. Well, since we dropped a video. We no longer have pants on. Oh, we're so, spooning. Uh, <laughs> I'm I guess in the middle. Let's let's uh, call an Adrian. Let's wrap up this uh, this podcast. It's called an Adrian sandwich. Luke, this was amazing. Oh, thank you, Luke. Thank you again for having me. You're very welcome. So here we go, Luke. You need to think of something very inspirational to say, but you can say the same thing because oh. it's excellent. But you can say something different. If I you thought want. of something else earlier today, and I thought I'm going to change it, and then I forgot it. You can write them down. Oh. Dream big, work hard. Get in the chair and ride it. (laughs) Good job. See you guys.
Thanks for watching. First frames first. Yes. First frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.